Hello, my friends. We are back. We have made it all the way to 2023. It is the first Manic Wednesday of the year. I can't wait to see what ways we can spiral together this year. Like, I'm I'm just really feeling that energy already. Like, you know, three days in, here we go. Or wait, is it four? Yeah, we're definitely four days in at this point. Okay. <laughs> already incoherent. It's fine. Uh, episode 29 now. Like, we are we're getting at it we are making progress this week we are back with ali we're responding to your feedback from our last episode so we articulate some of the points better and honestly just end up a little bit more confused in some respects but i will keep the intro short so we can just get right into it and i don't lose your attention already but yeah this is my attempt at consistently releasing a podcast every week and you know, your classic reminder, send this podcast to a friend, review it on Spotify. I mean, unless you don't want to give me five stars, maybe don't review it. But if you do want to give five stars, please leave a review. And, you know, all that good stuff. Send me your feedback, send me your ideas, guests you want to have on, all of that. And I hope you enjoy the episode this week. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We've made it through another week or maybe two at this point. I don't know. We are back here with Ali today. Ali, say hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? Do you have anything else to say? I mean, you just told me to say hi. I don't know what you're Okay, doing. okay. So <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to carry the team here today. Finish your intro. Uh, yeah, how do I do that again? Like, it's been it's been so long. I don't know how to circle back. So today we are going to, like, I mean, you never really know because it can always go in so many different directions. But we are going to react to your feedback on our last episode which i think will be a good opportunity because sometimes i say things and i'm like wow i didn't fully elaborate and i sounded kind of insane so you know maybe this is our chance to redeem ourselves could be let's find out i mean redemption's always nice yeah like i i have hope for us i really do uh okay but first like you know just a little icebreaker if you will me and ali were reliving when, okay, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I suggest you do that first for a little bit of pretext. Uh, okay, last episode, <laughs> told you guys. We we worked together, we worked together. Yeah. Ali, what did we just recap from the time that we worked together? Okay, uh, well, we worked at a very well-established Italian restaurant in the southwest of Toronto. We'll leave with that. Um, I don't know, we got hired together, trained together, and she got fired. And nobody was surprised, nobody was really hurt. And, um, no, it was awesome. We missed it. We almost became fire and ice and then we couldn't become fire and ice because she was too offended to be fire and ice. No, wait, one day I was in such a bad mood and Ali's like, yeah, they always call us fire and ice. And he said this to a new manager. I'm like, they have, no one has ever she called us that. angry about it. It's like, yeah, we call ourselves fire and ice. We have literally never called ourselves that ever. So we've and never been fire and ice, but totally we, we also relived how we used to eat food off customers' plates. Dish pit dining. When Dish pit dining is fine. Ever since I've worked in the service industry, like when I work at Shoeless Joe's and stuff, everyone would eat off customers' plates. And I had other service industry friends that, that are like, oh my God, that's so gross. But then you would have the other sector of service industry friends that are like, yeah, obviously like you're eating the customer's leftover calamari. Well, I mean, so it's, it's, it's different. I feel like it, it, there's this, there are certain lines that you can cross. So it's like you you're not gonna you're not gonna finish somebody's sandwich, right? After they've like taken a few bites out of it, you know, lick the mayo off that one side of the leaking bun. You're not gonna do that. But if it's like a pizza and there's a couple extra slices, it's just sitting there. Or if it's like calamari or something, like somebody, it's not like they grab their hands and toss it like a salad, right? They're 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 picking it out and it's fine, it's clean, nobody's touched it. Also, I the way I see it, we have all made out with somebody we've met at a bar. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you share an appetizer with them? I don't think I'd trust any man that wants to order calamari. I don't know why. Would you the... make out with a man at a bar? Not if they've ordered calamari. The vibes are just off in respect yeah, to the men who calamari is their first choice. That's not, that's not my point. Okay, we'll call it, call it wings. Okay, what, what is you know McKenzie, what? what? What appetizer does McKenzie? I will accept share? your premise that if you can make out with them, you can eat their leftovers. Exactly, food. that's that's what I'm trying to get at. If I'll make out with you, then I'll share an app with you. I feel like sharing an app with somebody is like a step before making out with them. So if I would willingly make out with you, I feel like sharing an app is kind of like sneaking in our first date. No, I actually think sharing an app is like an intimate experience. 
I mean, it is kind of intimate. Oh if my you, god! If, if if you both choose the app, if it just shows up and it's left over and it's cold, and they think it's going in the garbage, you go in the back and you eat like half of it in a bite and a half, and you can't breathe because you're chewing so big, that makes it less intimate, right? So like this. It's, it's, it's intimate to have missionary sex. It's not intimate to have missionary sex while I'm choking somebody and spitting on your face. It doesn't count that way. It's I not think, the same. <laughs> stop it. This is, this is no longer a dating podcast. We're actually just talking about bartending. This, <laughs> I just... <laughs> Wait, but this... I can't even get through the intro because this brings me into something I meant to ask you that I didn't even put in the ideas for stuff for us to talk about. So, what... I think that like dinner dates, like they are a no for me. Like I think dinner is a boyfriend privilege. Eating is intimate. Yeah. Sharing a meal is intimate. Sharing a meal is so but intimate. But dining is not intimate because you're eating at different times. No, we're, we're like done with that. It's like ghetto deuce on a joint. doesn't count. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we're, okay, yeah, we get it. Like we get we can share the customer's calamari. It's fine. But okay, you go on a first date. Like I could not bring myself. Okay, I couldn't even bring myself to do a drink at like 7pm instead of nine. Never mind like dinner. Is eating really that vulnerable an issue for you? Yeah, maybe it's like a mix of intimacy and eating issues together. Like because I go for a run around dinner. Like, I kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, like around dinner, I'm putting in my five miles, I'm getting ready to be able to drink. So, and even if I'm five miles before I go, (laughs) four, (laughs) (laughs) but even if not, like, it's like, I do not want to sit across the table, looking into this man's eyes, watching him sweat too much. Like if I, who the fuck are you dating? (laughs) He's sweating at dinner. If I'm having a meal with a man, like I'm in love with them. Like to waste calories. You just had prosciutto. What the fuck? Can we? But okay, maybe this isn't resonating with anyone at all. No, not really. I don't. I mean, I get. No, I get it. Because like eating is vulnerability, and it's like it's when you let your guard down, and it's when like you kind of show, in in some senses, you 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 show a weak side of you, and that's for anybody. When you consume anything, you're eating. I used to have this thing where I always thought people looked more more vulnerable when they were eating. Okay. I don't know why. Great. I now I'm never going to get over this fear. Okay, wait, but also, it's but then fear, I will do this thing where, like, you know, I'll get kind of drunk and I'll be like, can we get a snack? Like, you'll, you're okay with, like, walking and standing while eating, but just not, like, sitting down and having somebody bring you No, it, basically, like, like, the snack ends up being a full blown fucking meal, but I insist on calling it a snack. If it comes in paper packaging, it doesn't count as a meal. It feels, the snack feels skinnier. <laughs> the snack is worse. I know. Maybe this is maybe this is why I don't go on second dates. It's uh, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna digress on this. We're gonna wrap this up like and really get into the episode before I literally lose everyone with my mental health struggles. Okay, so the first element of feedback that we're gonna talk about is the date that we analyzed at the beginning of the last episode, where I say this man left after a couple of drinks, like I didn't know if he really liked me. Ali went into this full blown, like deep analysis saying he's intimidated by you. And the guy in this feedback says, probably not. And here's like all the other things it could be. And I actually really agree with that because yeah. I didn't even know this man. And I'm like, Ali, please like stop saying this man was intimidated by me or I've emotionally superseded him. I'm like, we don't know him. Yeah, in, fair, in fairness, my that that on that, I'll I'll agree with that. I uh, I I'm I, I will retract what I said. Like it's I think it's mostly I got caught on this ball and I was just trying to entrap Mackenzie and I just kind of started rolling with it. So, so I was looking for details that I was, I was nitpicking. The feedback says maybe he wasn't that into you at all. Maybe he didn't want to get drunk to the point where he was like super drunk. Maybe he didn't, he liked you and didn't want to get sloppy, blah, 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 blah. It could have been a million things. Totally agree. You literally yeah. don't know. Yeah, it could have been a million things. Um, this is why we don't dissect first dates, but I bring one thing up and Ali will ask a million questions. Okay, that was one time. Usually I'm right, all right? But still. Um, I mean, I will, I will say this, it, it might not have been the fact that like he was emotionally intelligent enough or whatever the fuck I was saying last time. It was probably more along the lines that like, yeah, it just didn't work out and he didn't know what to do to kind of establish that. So he just kind of rolled with the punches. Oh, do you want to know the funniest thing of how this uh, wrapped up? Mm. So I saw this guy one other time and I really wanted to bail, but I ended up talking him into a double date where he brings his brother. 
I was like, okay, true. Which was actually like a decent time. We went on a double date with his brother. Yeah. It's a. It's yeah. it's wholesome. Um, yeah, it's wholesome. So <laughs> good word choice. Yeah. So then when I was couple of weeks later, like we talked on and off, but I didn't like him. So I would always like forget to respond for days at a time, but he wasn't that bad in person. He wasn't bad in person. I just didn't really like, I had nothing to say to him over text. So while I was in Windsor, like this man knows I was writing five exams worth hundred percent of my grade. Randomly he goes, Hey, by the way, just so we're on the same page, what are you looking for? I mean, great time, great timing. And I was like, uh, like yeah i don't really know you well like, enough i don't to know say. maybe like an 85 average hopefully something like that and um <laughs> i know i'm like the, it's more offensive than anything to think like this was weighing on my mind right now and i'm like yeah i don't like really know you well enough to say and he's like just so you know like i'm not looking for a relationship right now and i'm like okay you've decided you don't like me that's fine I've never met someone who looked more like they were looking for a relationship. I'm like, you want to find your next girlfriend. It's just not me. It's like the pheromonal stink of desperation. You know, you know the expression how some people say, like, you know, you stink of desperation. You know, there's an actual pheromonal stink of desperation. I also, okay, I guess. I'm, that's... I mean, it doesn't work via text, so I guess that whole point is moot. Well, the I don't know if it was giving desperation. It was just giving more like mildly autistic, maybe not able to read a room. I was like, babe, I don't like you. Like, if that's not clear. Yeah. Um, but I think guys actually, in my opinion, I think guys kind of fuck themselves over by doing this because I would have made it could have gone 50 50. I would have other either never never saw him again, or maybe I would have saw him a couple more times eventually ended up sleeping with him. But then you so it's like, obviously, he's trying to establish a boundary of like wanting something casual. But I'm like, by saying that you like cheapen it. And it's kind of gross. You could have just said nothing and got to know me a bit better. What's a guy's perspective of this? Because I understand. This is, this is a guy who like he's he's kind of made his decision on you and i guess it's 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 impatience the only the only way i can see oh. that is he's impatient like he oh like he wants to he wants to know like where's it going right now and it's not saying like return for it's not saying he's desperate and he's longing for you per se or he's like oh wait 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 you. he's just he, he doesn't have as much time and as he doesn't it's not as far on the back burner for him as it is for you well, oh, so you're saying like uh, he, he takes you he, more seriously than he t- than you take him? No, but it, he's basically saying like I want to fuck next time, or I'm not. Or or that, or wants to work on a relationship, or what? No, he, he said he's not looking know. for a relationship. He, yeah, and like. Anyway, it's no, not. You don't, you don't. You don't. What people say isn't what they mean. Anyway, it's not that Regardless. serious. I just thought it was a very strange conversation to try to advance as I had a fucking. Will's in a states exam the next morning. Yeah, he doesn't know that. Does he know you have that exam? I said I had five. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, this is this is so it could be like, oh well, you know, she's being a little more again. This is a guy like who who needs an answer. If you talk to a guy and be like, yeah, I have this going on in my life. We went on a date, and they're completely unsure about what kind of direction you're going into, then. They're gonna have questions that are gonna eat away at them. And at the holidays when you're drinking and like what the fuck? I didn't think around the most, I guess it's gonna come to the forefront of your head the most. I was ninety percent sure it was going nowhere, but I thought maybe we'd get a drink another time. He he was way ahead of that. He had he had figured that out a Wait, while ago. He what, was unsure, but he had no idea. And that's the thing. He needed an answer. He just but needed what an was answer also so it. funny is like the last I've never kissed this man. I've never like I don't even think I've ever touched him. No, have I hugged him, him the once? Have you seen him more twice? Than once? But Last time he like drove. I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, you're not looking for a relationship. Like, you drove to this drink. Like, it's giving. Babe, I drive, I will drive to the corner store if it's cold enough out. And the corner store is like, it would, it, it literally takes the same amount of time to unpark my car, drive there, drive back, and park. Okay. And just, just walk you know there. what? We're not going to get into more of this analysis. I just thought it was a really weird conversation to advance, maybe because I don't really like to talk about it is it, it's kind of weird for you but <laughs> you you happen to stumble across the kind of guy who's i thought saying, it was awkward it, it is like it's, i don't it's know you. Guy saying don't fuck around like without saying it it's he just he wants to know 
it's just weird because it's like it's i can't say thing. i would want to date you i can't say i want to fuck you like i literally don't know you i don't even know if i want to answer you tomorrow yeah but he doesn't even know that that's the thing he doesn't know whether you have an answer you don't want to tell him or you don't have an answer you're still working on it or anything he's he's in limbo and he's like hey don't be a dick just give me something well I didn't give him anything. Okay. Uh, so anyway, moving moving on before we analyze this a little bit too much. So next point of contention. This man disagrees that, so Ali said in the last episode, men want someone they can shelter and protect. Yes, 100%. Are you kidding me? Like, here's the thing. I, 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 will, I will die on that hill. Most men, for an, I'm not talking about the occasion guys like who actually wants a partner. I agree, about that. I agree. But like you were telling me earlier, like or like there are women who how many friends do you have? Okay. That guys have come up to them and been like, I'm gonna take care of you, baby. First of all, I fucking love a man with a hero complex. One man told me he's like the only reason I like you is because I have a hero complex and you're so fucked up. At least speechless. <laughs> I just I, I mean I, I, don't, I don't want to say anything because that's so like I, I can't make my point any better than that just did. It's also <laughs> so it's also so funny because I've had men who haven't had hero complexes like you know the nanny does everything they've never had to work a day it's in their lives. And uh, <laughs> I guess I guess so. And when they're not giving me that like hero complex energy, I have like been like, why aren't you adding value? Like what? Like aren't you a man? Like work a bit harder. Okay, so yeah, there is there there. I mean, maybe there, I just want to be sheltered and protected. <laughs> no, there, there there is a natural like stereotypes exist for a reason. Unfortunately, um, most men, and again, I will die on this hill. Most <laughs> men want something to take care of. They want a precious thing that they look after and they shelter. So. I mean, <sighs> How many guys like I'm here for you, baby? I'll get it. I'll, I'll I'm watching over. How many? I went vegan oh. for a bitch for six years. You know, I went vegan the, for her. The man who like would do that to me all the time. I'm like, I trust you as far as I can fucking throw you. Like, do not give me this. I'm here for you, shit. Like, you'll be gone by next month. And, and you're somebody who doesn't even know that they're left-handed, but you're throwing them in your right hand, metaphorically speaking. So I agree with actually some of this man's feedback, which says men with any sense want a woman who's smart, responsible, blah, blah, blah. This is true. Yep. But I think you can want both. I think men kind of want- Where does the any sense line, where, where does uh, that draw? Where's any sense? Where does that line draw? There's no sense. Like it's it's emotions. Like there's no sense to it. Men but, with any sense. No, but when you, say, when, when you say something like men with any sense, you are now saying that you are wrong and I am right. And it's based on my opinion of what <sighs> generic borderline intelligence should be. And common sense is so rare. It should be a superpower. Therefore, like that, that's not a sentence. That's, that's literally saying. Digress. I digress. I always say men want a girl who needs them, but not too much. They don't want to be needed to the point where they're like, stress or inconvenience by you they want you to need them to the point where it strokes their ego yeah they don't they don't want to be annoyed by you but they want to be needed they want you to be thankful well why would i be thankful when they should just do it i also my i guess forever listens to the podcast a lot they're probably she's probably like oh my god she's going on this rant again my love language is so acts of service so i'm very much like i i need you to put in the work i need you to shelter like i need you to build the shelter i need you to make me a gourmet meal in the kitchen that you designed and built me with your own two hands it's like don't put it on your amex that doesn't take much anybody can get an amex what anybody can get an amex that's the count. i know and they, they just swipe their amex like i always give this uh, example when they pick you up you want a renaissance man that's like when they cool. uber you they're just swiping their car you want a renaissance man yeah. What does that mean? Go. I had to think. A renaissance man is like the kind of guy who's like, you know, jack of all trades, not necessarily master to none, but like, you know, he's intelligent, well-spoken, but he can also like, he can build things and do things. He can look after problems. He's not a pussy, you know. He's not a beta. Are we getting into this again? He's going back to the <laughs> Middle Ages. Yeah, I guess, you know what? I guess that's one way to put it. So, I thought I'd like tell you a story about while he's doing his own stitches, about the first time he did his own stitches. 
you know? A man old enough to be my grandfather? Not necessarily that. <laughs> okay. But, you know, okay, we're a little bit too far I there. Mean, I whatever, guess we, whatever floats your boat, you must have an endless Viagra prescription, but I've gone out with men who are like twenty four popping Viagra. That's that was only one. That's just like just go figure out what's going on in your head, man. It's not helping. Oh, he had a lot going. Why is this? The, this is the man I've connected with the most in life. Because he's the most like mentally damaged and like misery loves company. Oh yeah, I don't know which one of us was misery and which one of us was company. <laughs> like fire and ice. I mean, exactly, but we've yeah. never called ourselves fire and ice. Okay. We should start calling ourselves misery and company. You should start a new podcast called Fire and Ice. Oh shit! Yeah, that but then you're happened. weren't you like Brad's now fire and I'm ice. No, but that, that lasted three weeks until Brad was like, "Wait, I have a real job as a Red Seal HVAC guy, which makes real money. Why am I slinging beer at King Street?" Because yeah. I, you half these people with real jobs like don't make as much money as you make bartending He's anyway. If a, you know how to scam men properly. Yeah, but Brad's making like one forty an hour right now. You know what? Good for Brad. Next contention that we're getting into is. So I have mixed feelings about this. Last episode, we talked about kind of the small stuff. And Ali gave an example of, you know, if you don't like something a man's doing, communicate that, but show with your actions that you're not willing to tolerate it. So next time they try to do the same thing, you fucking leave. Teach people how to treat you. I agree. And this feedback says, you know, be quick to ask for forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. I think that's true with the right person. Uh, Maybe. If you're quick to ask, saying you're quick to ask for forgiveness is saying like you're good at asking for forgiveness, which says you're good at fucking up, which I think is kind of like, I take that as almost like, now you're getting like a little personal outside of what I was talking about. Now you're just kind of like trying to like Wait. stick your dick into the just start going out with the guy and he's already disappointed you in the first two weeks How the like fuck should is you that possible How the fuck oh is that possible? you haven't been on hinge i have clearly not enough i mean clearly um <laughs> so in that circumstance like it's like you don't have enough invested into this if you really want it to work you just like the idea of them like peace the fuck out but i mean if this is like your boyfriend of however long and they've kind of been would be your boyfriend of that much long if something like this is still no but i mean and then a pattern starts to develop maybe you're more willing to kind of work through it so maybe you can be a bit more forgiving there but if you're miserable, like there's obviously you have to assess it on a case by case basis. So I was I was in a very committed relationship for seven years. How committed? Um, we were very. engaged. We had a house together. We had a couple cats. We were raising a kid that wasn't mine. We were just like uh, helping the family out. You played daddy. Um, I, I was called dad. Um, yeah, we had like a couple cars, house, kid, businesses, whole nine yards. Like literally, I was living in the suburbs. In okay, suburbs. we're reminiscing too far. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've done it. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Suburbs where? Scarberia. They have s suburbs. It was like, it was like Sinclair and Birchmount. It's like the nice part of, of uh, Scarborough. That's everyone who says they're from Scarborough is like, oh, but it's the nice part. And I'm like, I, I literally said once, I'm like, I didn't know there was a nice part of Scarborough. I live on a cul-de-sac. Put it this way. Okay, cute. Yeah. Like, Renaissance man, if you want. Like, I borrowed tools from my neighbors. We had like a neighborhood Halloween party. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so where were you going with that? Um, the small stuff, forgiveness. Okay. So, oh yeah. So I was in a long-term relationship for a long time with somebody and like we were engaged. And the one thing I will say is these little things that you say, oh, they don't bother me. The little things that kind of eat away mm -hmm. at your molehill, they mean everything. Yeah. At the end. Kind everything. Of. They, they, they build up, you know, it's, it's not like, it's not like just like, grabbing like like tying a sandbag onto a dude or some shit or that's a horrible analogy yeah sorry <laughs> it's not it's not like if you were to accidentally like when you say these things it's not like bumping into your bumping your shopping cart into somebody's at the grocery store no it's like it's like holding a beach ball underwater this is at some point it's gonna burst through and you're just gonna snap and kill somebody this is a bit unrelated, but do you, I've heard this before and I kind of think it's true. Do you think the reason why you like someone is the reason why it doesn't work out ultimately? 
No, I, I think, don't think that. Really? I think of so many instances. Like, I think my last relationship, I liked him because he was really nice. And then it didn't work out because it was, like, too, he was a bit too nice. I mean, you just you, you found things to kind of go. Okay, I guess, like, I just probably read a TikTok and I'm like, whoa, this, like, is so true. But I can think about it in so many, like, you know, they're kind of manic and out of control. And then you're I, like, I don't I, like them anymore because you know they're what? manic and out of control. If, if I were to tell you I'm hunting for a used red car, the minute you walk out for every day, you're going to start noticing every single red car. Like, wow, people have a lot of red cars in the city. I just think it's like, I can think of it in so many ways. Like I, how many men probably liked me because I was a bit, you know, different and unagreeable and like, and then why does it never work out? Cause they're like, she's too different and unagreeable. No, but you kind of put that forward. How do you know? Okay, you I'm the right car. Them? Have you asked them? I was just doing a thought experiment. No, but have you, no, but it's a fun thought experiment. So let's, let's go into that. Let's dig a little deeper. Like what have should I? Have you actually asked them why they weren't no, into you at the end? No, because I go out with men who can't express their feelings. So then, so they, I would never know what they so like or dislike. Can, so how can you come to a conclusion about their feelings? I'm in touch with reality. But you just said they're not. No, but I, I can tell. <laughs> I can just tell. Like I just, uh, I feel like I just know. Uh, <laughs> you just, just. Do you have any idea how arrogant that statement is? <laughs> It's intended to be. Yeah. So, but, but that's my whole point. I know these men better than they know themselves. No, you don't. You don't, absolutely, because you haven't bothered to try to because you don't care enough about them. Oh, my God. You know what this reminds me of? This is so funny. This one guy that I was um, seeing, I remember one day he picks me up and he's like, you didn't even notice I was in a completely different car today. <laughs> and I've been seeing it for a while. I was like, yeah, babe, I did it. <laughs> yeah, you did it. And then so... one time he picks me up again and I'm like, Whoa, you're in a different car. And he's like, nope, this is no, the one I always took. It was like in grade nine, my girlfriend had got a haircut. And everyone was like, oh, man, your girlfriend got a hairdo. Like, no, no, no. She opened the door right. I was like, oh, hey, man, yeah, I like your hair. She was like, yeah, what did I get done? I was like, you got a lighter? And then she was like, no. And then she showed me this little streak she got in the back of her head that I wouldn't have seen. She just opened the door. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, my God. And then my... The one I was, the girl I was in, I was in a long-term relationship with, she had actually gotten her hair shortened by like a significant amount. Apparently, it was like seven inches. She got her hair cut, like, and you didn't notice. Back. And it was a running joke at work. You, you didn't notice. I did not notice. Okay, has he noticed yet? No, has he noticed yet? She agreed to marry me, motherfucker. So I mean, if a man didn't notice that about me, like I'd be like were you like in the office for the past like 23 hours like what's your excuse like have you slept like why why do you not realize this i mean in fairness i think the majority of our dates were drunk not sober at that point but it was funny wait were you oh at that point this was like i was like how long this was like three months into our relationship like i didn't take her seriously oh wow great person to propose to i proposed to her after like four years fair enough what do you okay oh this is so interesting like you know when you like start seeing someone and it's kind of like a more fun like when does it cross the point where it gets no where it gets the point of kind of you know you go on a lot of dates you drink a lot like i was with a guy who was kind of like this and then suddenly we were like having breakfast together in the morning and it was but it was only since my ex-boyfriend this was the only guy ever no there were two i think that I would do that stuff with. But then now, like, as I've got, like, more emotionally fucked up, I'm like, I could not imagine seeing a man sober. But maybe I just don't like these men. Yeah. Definitely the latter. (laughs) Yeah, because that one guy that I said... You're finding any excuse. Why don't you like these men? And if if your answer is about to be, I don't know, it's just, like, things I don't like about them, that means that... I just... I actually just think some of them, I'm like, I would not want to spend time with you. Why? Because I'm not well. But um, I think, if I think about, you know, like the guy, the Viagra guy, I guess we can call him Viagra guy. Um, The the one that I said I connected with a lot. I remember. Yeah, sure. When I was, we would be like really hungover and we just like go lay in the park and like drink Gatorade Zero and talk about our trauma. Was there vodka in the Gatorade Zero? No. And I'm like, I just couldn't imagine doing something like that now. Did you live with his mother and his grandmother? No. And why were you meeting in the park drinking Gatorade? Talking about your trouble. We were decompressing. You, that is, did you bang this guy? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I just don't think I've ever met a man who was literally me. Is he you or is he just like on the same sexual vibe as you? No, it wasn't even like that sexual. It was mostly just like we Call vibed. Him. But I think he was also had like chameleon like tendencies. Like, you know, when a man kind of mirrors you. Yeah. So it could have been that as well. But yeah, anyway, moral of this story is I couldn't imagine like going and laying in a park like Trinity Bellwoods on a Saturday afternoon with a man ever. Because you always, well. Maybe yeah, I was, I was intimate. naive. That well, seems very like Saturday date intimacy. It's like kind of trauma bondy. He also reignited my high school eating disorder, but that's a story for another day. Um, I mostly just said all this stuff on the podcast to see your reaction and you don't even have one. I mean, I'm just like, it's a, it's a lot to take in. There's a lot to take in. He brought me grilled chicken. He shows up at my house with grilled chicken. What? The fuck? what? He's what? like, he's like, I know. I said you could be a little bit skinnier, but I'll help you. Whoa. Okay, so you try to bond with a guy who. And uh, I was, I would sleep over. No. We would weigh ourselves together in the morning. Oh my god! You found male you. He was male you. I, he was literally male me. Kevin, you hate yourself. I know. So why would you want to date yourself? This guy was also very um. The back to the shelter and protect. I, again, like, trust him as far as I can throw him. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, it's like, that's the blind leading the blind. And he would, we would, like, go to bed, and I would just be trying to knock myself out with the Benadryl. He'd be like, I'm here, I got you, like, don't worry. And I'm like, you don't even have yourself. Yeah, he needs somebody else to have, so he doesn't have to think about himself. I hope he's well, I hope he's off the Viagra. Yeah, that's the concern, that he needs Viagra sometimes to perform. That's the main concern about his all being. Maybe, like, he just thought it was fat. Maybe like, that's why you needed the Viagra. I, I've taken, I've eaten meals that way more than you. Okay. That do you count. do you want to hear something so funny? The first time we or second time we went out, he made that comment, and I was like, I lost it, and I like basically like started fighting him in the elevator. And he's like, you know, I wasn't gonna see you again, but that was really fun. I'm gonna text you tomorrow. Did you respond? Yeah, because it was really uh, need to no, no. This was forever ago, but I was like. I was like, I'm in a panic because now I think I'm fat. And then that's how we started trauma bonding. Anyway. That's not trauma bonding. That's manipulation. I was like, I've been addicted to laxatives since grade 10. You said this to the wrong person. Okay, you're looking at me with so much concern. Holy, I, I mean. Everyone, this was a long time ago. And I still, have, I still have not met a man that I've connected with to that extent. Yeah, and you've clearly dealt with it in a very healthy way. I never I wanted to, like, date him, but I'm like, I still don't think anyone ever saw me the way that man did. He did he not was, like, see you. He, he manipulated you. He worked you. He would, like, finish my sentences. You know what? He did, yeah, he did see you. He saw the direction you were, and he jumped on that and took advantage of it. That is not yeah, a good person. That is maybe, a bad but, person. Well, we were, like, kind of just the same. Like, he no, had, like, the same no, shit. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. I'm not saying he was a good guy. That's, a mirror, that's like, he's trying to mirror your personality to make you think that. And I, I said that earlier. Your, I'm like, it could have yeah. very well been, like, mirroring your personality. 100% what he was doing, probably. He was trying to get your trust and then, like, trying to get him. Well, I never trusted him because if he was mirroring my personality, he'd know I'm jaded and don't trust him. Yeah, but you still saw him more than several, more than twice, three times. And yeah, it was fun. We're talking about him now. And you're like, you're like, yeah, it's fun. And now, now but, he's on the podcast two cool. years we're later. About, you're still talking about him. Wow. Cool. Love so, you. Love you, babe. Yeah. What was his name? <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, we're not dropping uh, names. Yeah. We got to have some boundaries here. I, I would, but I'm like, fuck, no yeah. man will ever date me. No, you're like, going to tell I'm... me outside of the fact, though. You're going to tell me after when this is gone. Why? Wow, so. It's just like a basic white boy name. I don't, I don't know. We're not going to say it on the podcast. You're going to tell me. No, I mean, like, why, why? I'm like, why is this so, like, it's not precious, like, detail? Because you remember it and you remember it well and it's beating into your head. <laughs> this is so bad. It's like a column. Or I, ju like I just, oh, it's so close. That is so close. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> oh, my God. My roommate is, like, sitting on the couch listening to this and she just, like, spits out her drink. Like, oh, my God. That was way way too close oh my god now they're just dying but okay no i i thought this i thought this man was the one when he was not the one i'm just kidding when i see that but he's like holy saturated shit man. he's like it's mother's day like i'm sitting here with a bottle of champagne in my parents house and my mom just left um 
We'll be back after these messages. Yeah, it's it's oh. time for an advertisement break. I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do after this. Like the prosecco's hitting. Holy. Not us having to take a brief intermission after the content that we just got into. Ali's like, I need to go have a fucking smoke. <laughs> and then he comes back and he looks at all of my pink items and goes, you know, you remind me of high school. I'm 25. I'm a third of a lawyer. No, I think maybe half at this point. I don't know. I, I remind him of high school. I'm you've like, got, it's going good. You've gotten your first settlement as a lawyer. What? Oh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. Back to the being fired. I'm like, you, oh, you hey, said, guys, you actually did this illegally. You sent an email and got money. That's pretty lawyer. Yeah, I was like, ah, this wasn't really in accordance with the ESA. Yeah. I mean, my first girlfriend in high school was obsessed with pink. So, I mean, everything, everything in your possession has like some tint of pink into it. So. Was your first girlfriend your first love? Uh, I mean, we still talk. We still like see each other sometimes. Like she's cool. We're friends. It's not like that. But it's like we never even slept together. We were sixteen. Like, it doesn't uh, count. who do you think? Like, do you think your first love was the first girl you slept with, or like, no, or your first real relationship? I think my first real, like, true love was the girl that I almost married. Uh, do you think first love like fucks you up? I think it shows you. It shows you parts of you that you are kind of afraid to acknowledge and kind of allows them to be accepted and develop. And it, it really mm. lets you kind of like reflect on who you are as a person, um, which is the scary part. Oh, that's part, so true. Whether it's toxic or not. Part, which is the really scary part because when you reflect on who you are as a person, you see things that you might not have known that were there and then they come to fruition and they start to fester. Yeah. And you like, wind up being a completely different person than you were when you came in i feel like first love is so easy and so hard to let go of at the same time you'll never let go of it you can't let go you can't ever let go of it but it's also so easy because you always kind of know why it's ain't it like i'll put it this way everything with my ex-fiance that things ended really ugly and like we don't talk and there's no contact or any of that but and i i'm not a fan of her i don't like her but part of me will still always love her oh of course yeah like, like there's still parts of me that like i still love her i still hope she does okay even when i don't wish her well i don't wish her unwell yeah i think well because when you even like guys who i never even really like i do like my first <laughs> love like who they are as a person but even guys who i've like maybe loved that I ain't really like a lot of aspects of them. Like I still, once you know someone and they've shown you who they really are, you really do hope the best for them. Yeah. And regardless of whether you liked who they showed you that they really are, regardless if you like that person or not, the fact that they were able to bring that person out. You're like, I, I helped this person discover who they really are. I put this person in a position where they can appreciate who they really are. You see that a certain means, level of vulnerability. It is. You see all of the vulnerability you see the most vulnerability that that person has ever showed anybody. And again, like I can, I can hate her, but like, you know what? I do love her still in some sense. Yeah. Cause I think back to this one guy, it was kind of like a situationship type thing soon after I was, it just came out of my last relationship and it was kind of, boy, it was pretty boyfriendy. I got to admit, but I didn't really want it to end in something super serious. And I didn't really like who he was as a person a lot, but because it was so, intimate and it kind of got to that like vulnerable level it's like you know i do like you love that person yeah because you saw something that they haven't shown anyone there was, there was yeah. part there was the minute somebody shows you something that you're the only one it's it's strictly for you in a sense like you you haven't this is only yours this is a part of me that nobody else has seen that i'm opening up to you doesn't matter whether you like it or not it's this is something that this person has made themselves vulnerable enough to expose to only you. You hold that part of their psyche, of their heart, of their trust. That's not nothing. It's so weird how love and like are so separated because you also see it in the reverse where people love each other and they end up together with that. Like, Because I think of, I also, before I commit to something, think of the practical level of it, but the people who don't and they 
golden handcuffs. Yeah, they end up together, and then it's like you don't even fundamentally like this person. No, you don't, and like you don't even really get along or have that much. In common. <clears throat> the first love shows you who you are. My first love is also like the first guy I ever slept with, which I don't know if that adds like an element of like. It just adds an element element of like. I'm Mackenzie has some intimacy issues. Is that? Do you think that's why? I mean, it's actually, the perfect segue into the next topic of conversation. I I was really called out here, and you know, I thought it was only a matter of time before one of you had the guts to do it. But I, you know, this thought weighs on my mind as well. Why are you dating if you aren't emotionally available? Yeah, What's yeah, you're not dating. You're just killing time. You're just hanging out. I know. And I've actually got a lot better at not doing that recently. Like, I haven't really been going on dates and stuff. Going out with people with a romantic intention? So I used to, like, literally not be able to be alone. And I have a bunch of friends, but it's like you can only spend so much time with friends. So then I'd, in between that, go on dates. And now I'm actually okay with, you know, maybe spending a Monday night not out. I mean, that's that's... That is a layer cake of comments. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> so you know what, everyone? Like, I'm just going to take a moment. I was on a quest for a false sense of intimacy. And I actually, funny enough, did not find it. And now I'm actually okay with being alone. I have not actually really dated anyone in probably months. Like, since April, I think. That's almost a year. <laughs> well there was like dates in between but that's the last like somewhat serious person i saw and i haven't been actually going on dates in a few months have probably. you gone out and spent time alone with somebody with a romantic intention absolutely the fuck not that's a date we don't need to define a date that's too much like too much theory for me right now that's right but yeah you know i know it's messy but like you know i'm not podcasting from a place of authority i'm podcasting from a place of unwellness yeah but your unwellness has some authority you have to understand if you have like x amount of like listeners and things like that people that listen to you you do have some kind of authority at the end of the day okay so i didn't know you were the podcast politically correct please but you know maybe that's a nice i say that three times fast no i can't i can't but (laughs) i get it but that's why i'm acknowledging my own bias it doesn't mean just my perspective is flawed. Obviously, I'm doing things that are flawed. Take that's, it with a grain of salt. That's an understatement. <laughs> I'm just I'm letting you into the workings of my mind. But yeah, I probably I think I did come to this conclusion on my own where it was like you know I need to like take some time and work on myself before. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna go out on a date with somebody and it's going to be in the kind of state that you are now. No offense. Like it's, the, the, you're not going no, to. No, I'm actually better now. You haven't talked to me in a couple months. Yeah, that's true. Do we got to, I think like, we'd have to fully recap. Like, I think, okay. So we need to just like, go get drunk and I need to hear you like tirade and rant. Oh, except I think one thing, well, now the Prosecco's hitting. So this is one thing that last date I went on, this guy, it was so frustrating. Like I almost had a meltdown. He goes, you know it was also like the second time i met him he's like i just want to get to know you but like i feel like i can't you can't but it was like absolutely fucking terrifying i came on like crying why because he was right well i was just like why are you trying to like i'm like please give me some space you went on a date with a guy and he's like to get to know somebody and he's saying i want to get to know you but But i was letting him get to know me he's like i feel like this is just the surface and i'm like because i don't know you he has no hope in hell of even getting any further. Well, I think he was just trying a bit too hard to force it. You would say that. Well, I think I was just sharing what I was comfortable sharing with the man I did not motherfucking know. Mm-hmm. It's like, if it's not developing naturally, then maybe you should just cut your losses. When I wanted that intimacy instead of sex, these men would be so pathetic that it'd actually make me feel more alone. Well... Yeah, you will feel more alone because that's a false intimacy. It's just what you perceive as intimacy. And if you perceive that as intimacy, then it'll work for the time being. But Let's go into the next topic of contention. 
from last episode what men want so this commentary says most men do not want drama queens precisely the opposite we want a woman who will bring peace and harmony to our lives yes we want someone that is fun no we do not want volatility there is a lot of contradictions in this very sentence yeah and there's a lot of contradictions in what men want and i think it is all of the above they don't want drama queens they want peace and harmony they want fun at the same time which also brings an element of volatility well, they don't want a drama queen but then like they'll have an affair with their secretary because she's more exciting yeah so they want like the peace right. and harmony and then they want but they the don't. they want the volatility from the secretary they want the peace and harmony because they think they want the peace and harmony but they don't like to, to say that men don't want to be like the protector and the and the like look after and somebody to take care of like no you're 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 feeding yourself shit if you say that i and also you hear it so like you hear it so many places like in all the dating advice books like whatever and i know this to a t because i used to have very disorganized attachments where i would naturally just do highs and lows all the time which isn't good and does not form a healthy relationship either but at the same time, men don't like predictability. It's no, true. It's we sad, but they you know don't. What happens when we get predictability? We have the wife that stays at home in the suburbs in the fucking in the three bedroom house with the dog, the two kids, the white picket fence, and the car, and then we fuck our secretary. That's my like worst nightmare. Well, then don't be that girl. Go to the sex shop every now and then. Get some like fun, funky lingerie or some shit. You'll be fine. Don't do your hair the same way for 15 years. You'll be fine. <laughs> Stop it. And you don't get stagnant on your life. We want somebody to protect and we want somebody to like look after. And like, yeah, we do want that stability too because we don't want it all the time. But at the same time, like our idea of stability and what we impose as our idea of stability or stability are different things. Like we want the girls to go, okay, yeah, we know she's at home. She's there, she's taking care of herself. But what does that entail? That entails, I don't want to fuck her anymore. Because it's boring. I know what's going to happen. I know exactly oh, how it's going to happen. This I know is... what she's going to sound like. I know what she's going to finish. I know how I'm going to finish. Oh, okay, wait. Have you ever been seeing a girl and, like, you know, there's that emotional element, there's sex and whatever. Have you ever got bored of a girl? Yeah. You show me a pretty girl, I'll show you a guy who's tired of fucking her. Period. What Bar What not. makes a guy tired of fucking a girl? The same shit. Routine. Over and over again. It doesn't have to be, di- it doesn't have to be better. It just has to be different. How can it be different? Like you fuck her over the balcony every now and then? No, you don't follow the routine. Like change up your hair, change up like the positions, change up the way you sound, make a different noise. I'm like, oh, for the love of God, I can't just keep doing missionary. Do something over and over and over again. Oh, the thing is I will always be unpredictable. Well, that's that's what gives you the advantage in that sense. sense. I know, but it also gives me unstable relationships. Yeah, because you're 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 fishing for salmon in a koi pond, like you're looking in the wrong places. I grabbed a salmon out of my koi pond. I was like that too. I don't like the same thing over and over again. And I grabbed a girl who was great and amazing, but she was a salmon and I was a koi fish. Things change. I need to change. I need dynamicism. That's not a word. But I'm gonna use it as a word. Okay, these men are koi fish and I'm prosecco. So like we're it's not lining up. Night and day. Night and day. Yeah. Fire and ice, baby. Yeah. Fire, and, fire ice. and ice. Fire and ice. <laughs> fire and ice can have a fun combination, but you put them together too long, one's gonna kill the other. Yeah, me and Ali will absolutely just fucking like yeah. slit each other's throats. Yeah. Mackenzie and I could never date. We could hate fuck, but we could never date. That's just how it works. Well, you're in a committed relationship now, so I don't think we do any of the above. That's, you're, I'm making an analogy, not a literal example. Okay, okay. I was just so, distracted. So okay. okay, okay. I love you. You're not really my type. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. At first, back, we want to go back into rejection? Okay. Any hoodles. Yeah, okay. I My ego's just recovering, guys. Like, Take it's a moment. Okay. You're very pretty. <laughs> you're not, she's not very, you're not very pretty, and you're not very bright it's like it's you know what okay back to this whole like drama volatility peace harmony like guys want a walking contradiction and it's just it's sad but it's true so this is why i try to say like you know be yourself because like there's always going to be a man who will die for you and there will always be a man who like would not touch you with a 10-foot pole and if you're not yourself that man's gonna you're never gonna find that man because you have that man has no idea where you are or who you are 
There is nothing about putting on that fake persona where like you don't even fart in front of each other for three months. I don't do that though. I don't. I'm not saying you do. I wouldn't see you as the type to do that. I wouldn't do that in front of anyone. But fart? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you can't fully be yourself, you cannot expect to find somebody who's going to accept you as yourself. I'm trying to, I'm still stuck on what makes sex boring. Lack of flair, lack of fun, lack of attachment, lack of intimacy. Well, I could see lack of attachment, lack of intimacy, but if you have attachment and intimacy. If you you stop growing as people, here's the thing. Oh, can I ask you something? Okay, so. You just did. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had like friends like, oh, you know, I think he really likes me, but then I go over there and he just wants me to like go on top the entire time. And I'm like, you know, a man who tells you to get on top does not love you. I, uh, yeah, it depends on the guy. Really? Yeah, it depends on the guy. Cause like, I've never, I've never let anybody on top who I've had an emotional attachment to. I mean, they're not that good. They're not good enough. It's not good. I'm, I'm, if it's somebody, if it's like a one night stand or like. Then you let them go on top? No, then I don't let them go on top. Oh, what do you mean? There have been. Just drunk girls. missionary. Just there drunk are, missionary. Not even drunk missionary. There's different things, but it's like, I'm doing the work. Even if they're on top, I'm holding them up and I'm doing the work. For like, Wait, for when you don't care as much? When I don't care. Yeah. There have been three girls I have let on top and take control of the situation. Why do you feel this is a fucking lie? You can ask. You can ask okay. my girlfriend. I'm gonna ask everyone you've ever slept with. My, well, yeah. All the okay. girls from your bars that you've worked at. There's 107 of them. Yeah. That's well, fine. you know what? I'm gonna figure <laughs> it out. Um. Okay. Interesting enough. Yeah. That's that's my thing. It's like to to each their own. Like everybody's different in that sense. Um. For me, it's like it's it's the opposite. Like I never let a girl on top who I'm not really that into. Because really, yeah, because I don't um, think but, I've heard a guy say this, but but it's but to me, it's different because it's like if I'm on top and just plowing away, it's like it's it doesn't it's not intimate at all. If I know, but her, missionary gets intimate, doesn't have to, it's I'm very like out there sexually. Um, like are we talking like a BDSM kind of vibe? Yeah, to a certain extent. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not a uh, I'm not a tie me up and like pen me kind of guy, but I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh. I don't want to say dumb. That was uh, an issue I had for a while, though, because I feel like I would just objectify myself. But, like, it was not good. Oh, well, I mean, it's like, but it's different, though. It's sexual. Sexual has nothing to do with who you are as a person. Sexual has to do with, like, scratching an itch. Yeah, I, I think it's... Anything to do with maybe it's, like, something I tried to come it's like, to. It's like, I like, there are a lot of girls that, like, I know that I've been with that. It's like, they want me to, like choke them and spit on them while I'm fucking them in the ass. That's not but normal. Like they don't, oh, but wait, they no. Don't, they <laughs> not don't, the they don't, But they don't want me to spit on them when we're walking down the street in public. That's fair. Like, it's different. Like, like there's, there's different situations. Like, so, for me, and I apologize for if me being sniffly, folks, I'm getting over a cold. No, you're doing your best. Um, uh, I, I've, I've had girlfriends that, um, you know, are, are, are into that stuff and, like, it takes for me personally as a guy, and apparently this is different. This is weird. Um, I find that me showing that side of me, that like kinky side, so to speak, to me that's showing a level of vulnerability that makes me very uncomfortable. It makes me very vulnerable. Like I won't yeah. do that in a one night stand. I will not be kinky or anything in a one night stand. In a one night stand, I'll be more likely to try to please and make the other girl happy then I will pull that other stuff. I feel like, but that's where it got weird for me. Cause I would just like, you know, I, I don't really do the one night stand thing, but I mean the people who I didn't necessarily have the most like connection with, I'm still, I just felt all sex became so performative, but I almost found like, that's what made it hot. Like, and it was just cause well, everyone, the podcast the knows like the weird celibacy days, right? <laughs> So that's where I like came to some of these realizations. And that's different. That's, that's sex and that's getting your rocks off. That's, that's, that's solving another issue that it could be related to intimacy, but that's, that's not intimacy. You're not being intimate with somebody. If 
I feel like I actually just don't sexually understand myself. Figure that out first. Yeah, I feel like that's another weird thing because I don't I don't know. I just realized this a lot. Like I I'm like a just bought well, a vibrator. Would you, would, you, like, would you say you're more of like a kinky person or more of a vanilla person? More kinky, I think, kind of, but in certain ways. Like I'm very like vanilla in the sense that you know, like I like missionary. Like I like to like. I mean, like, it's hard to explain. Like, I'm very, like, talkative and very, like, involved. But at the same time, I'm not, like, I'm worried about if I look fat. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't really necessarily, like, to bend over. Like, that'll fucking hurt me. So it's, like, it's a bit of both. It's hard to explain. So it sounds like you're just kind of, like, trying to figure it out. Like, you're scratching the surface and you're still coming out of it. That's quite possibly the, I feel like um the one, like, relationship I have, which had, sorry, um, which is normally where you kind of explore this kind of stuff when you're like, yeah. and I have obviously saw people consistently, but it's like, I feel like we did it. It was pretty vanilla. Well, I mean, it takes a while. So like, I didn't really figure it out until like year five of my long-term relationship. I really? started into that. Yeah. That, that's when I started to figure out where I stood on that kind of level. And one thing that like kind of scared me away from it, which is why I'm like, I'm really thankful and I'm blessed that I have the woman that I'm with right now, because the woman I'm with right now, has not only allowed me to kind of like figure out and like dip my toe in different waters but it's not like held it against me or like been supportive of it because i mean it is a very natural human thing. you can't repress those desires it's again like i mean i said the i made the analogy before the beach ball underwater that's what it is it's not going to slowly rise to the surface it's right up, that's so right? true because like when you have like you I know mean, like so if you're with a guy who's never I, had a threesome or something like that and they want to do that but that's very to, but it takes more than just like okay let's just do it and just see where it goes like it takes you have to understand where these things come from yeah and like i had i had the misfortune of when i first started to discover it my partner at the time was open to it but then held it against me and uh... shamed me for it and even went to the point of i won't say who but like she she mentioned some things to my mother to try to ridicule me oh, and well... gain power over me and that's that's all kinds of fucked up for its own reasons you know, I found that, that that'll scar you and traumatize you and make you feel like a horrible person. It's hard because um, you can't, you know, I don't, I don't want to get all philosophical, but like we have one life and it's kind of, how are you, Unless so, you're Buddhist. how are you supposed to expect someone to repress their desires and stuff? And I know that was really hard in my last relationship. I know there's a lot of reasons like we weren't great together, but another thing was, I was like, you know, I haven't lived my life. Like, yeah. like I can't. I, I know there's a, there's nothing wrong with like you've been with one guy your whole life, but it was just, it just wasn't for me. Cause I guess I have this side where it's like, you know, I want to date. Like I want to like be free. Like I want to whatever. And... You want to figure out yourself. Yeah. Here's the thing. When you're in a relationship with somebody, it should be you're growing alongside of each other. If one of you stop growing or if one of you leans on the other to grow, that's codependent. That's horrible. You should yeah. be together because you choose to be together. Yeah, my when we broke up, my friend, my one friend said that she's like, you guys have both grown like a ton while you were together, but you didn't really grow together. You just fine. grew. Yeah, totally fine. And that's fine. But acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Make peace with it. For sure. Okay, so we're gonna end on the note of sex before love or love before sex. They are irrelevant of each other. I'm gonna say context dependent. They tomato tomato. Case by case basis. Yeah, I, I feel like sex and intimacy are irrelevant of each other, and like love is irrelevant of it, unless you put such a weight on sex that you tie it into love. So you know, what? yeah, you're right. So you know, I will. This was premised on something I said last episode, which was like, of course you have sex with someone before you love them, and I listened back to that, and I'm like, you know, that is kind of tacky the way I put it. Uh, it can. I think it could definitely go either way. I even think like the people like you know the one first guy i had sex with like i made him wait like forever and i still don't think i loved him until after but i think it's very it could very well go both ways and i don't think you need to have one before the other and there's no expectation of that no and to like to, to make one or the other codependent on the other like I yeah feel like that's now, now that's you're tying, now you're trying something physical it's, it's like diamonds with a wedding right yeah like why how are they relevant Humans are the worst at monogamy, especially sexual monogamy. So what difference does it make? I know because I a lot of um, you know, some like girl mentality, like oh, like 
kind of trying to establish that love element before sex. It's like, you know, just like the person, try to get to know them before you have sex and don't just go with how you feel. I would say like, even like, even more so just don't put sex on that high a pedestal. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. The minute you put sex as that kind of deciding factor or you say, it's not a deciding factor at all. I mean, at that point, you're like a smoker who's trying to quit smoking, right? Well, you either really want to smoke and you're not going to, so you're just not allowed to smoke, or you're going to smoke and not thinking. Don't give it that power. If you give something like that the power to control something outside of it, that's yeah. all on you. Yeah, it's like a hard thing because I did, I used to be very much, you know, have sex with someone whenever you want, and I do still very much feel that way, but the value I've seen in waiting is kind of, you know, you get red flags come up and you start to realize like, wow, this person isn't for me. I want to take them out of my life before you start to have sex. But I don't necessarily think you need to like hold out or anything like that. It's not that serious. Cause what's the worst that if happens? It's intimacy, it's, it's one thing. If it's like, if you're going to let a part of you out and like show a part of you, you're, you're hesitant about or nervous about or is vulnerable, that's different. Yeah, I just- and you having sex, like just to have sex should is only okay if you're in a position where you can say having sex is just having ha- just having sex. Yeah. The minute you put more weight on it, you don't get that right because now it means more to you. Yeah, that's true. Cause like, I think, you know, I think you should be careful about who you choose to have that experience with but at the same time but at the same time the worst that can happen is like you know you have sex with a guy they treat you like shit after and you don't talk to them again it's fine you'll move on it could be fine for you but for the other for another person yeah people need to know themselves like i exactly you need to know know what value you put on sexual relations yeah back to sex in the city like are you a samantha or are you a charlotte I've never like, watched you, you know what it's fine <laughs> you do the read the literature do the research but <laughs> literature, you literature. you just have to kind of but that can also change like at one point in your life you may be more that stuff might not phase you and then at another point it's like oh i'm getting more sensitive to absolutely this. just know yourself yeah that's okay that's the moral of the know story yourself and don't blame other people for your own bullshit you drag into your dating life that's so true because like you know if you feel like weird how you slept with him and he didn't ask you on sounds another like date you reflecting on the sleeping with not him yeah it's like you know this is kind so of a, like you a know maybe problem. it's kind of like not the best of him but would you want him to do that even if you didn't want to no like just deal with your own insecurities collect 200 dollars pass go like call it a day cool yeah absolutely you like, like my analogy if, uh, that's a great analogy actually because if you do feel that you need to tell yourself to pass go collect 200 dollars start over again you should have done it in the first fucking place because at that point, the one night stand and the issues that come with it aren't anything to do with the person you slept with. They have to do with you and you being vulnerable and how vulnerable you're willing to be in that situation. I don't know if but one night stands really vulnerable. Exactly. They shouldn't be for you. They're not for me. They're not. But for I don't, some people, I don't do are. that though. Because if you did, wouldn't flow with you right? it would just it be gross flow. to me cool so you know who you are in terms yeah. of yeah but i also Case like point, yeah you know okay, who true. you are that's what i'm saying you know who you are in terms of that oh the those worst that don't that do it because they feel like they should the worst you get is those girls who really like a guy and the guy's not ready for something and they tell themselves they're okay with something casual yeah no, but they know. go home and cry yeah that's that's wishful thinking and that's 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 cheapening yourself you, you got to accept people for where they're at if he's not ready for it you like what he represents you don't like him yeah you want to change him yeah if you want to change him so you don't want somebody you want to take care of something your soulmate no. isn't someone you got to change guys no. your soulmate is somebody that you coexist with because when you see this person you're like i can't imagine my life being better without them your soulmate isn't the guy who's telling you he's not ready your soulmate also isn't the person that <clears throat> your soulmate isn't the person that you look at and you'd be like, I need to help them with this and this and this and this. If their issues occupy their mind more often than your own, that's not your soulmate. That's somebody you want to fix. Or if you find yourself trying to like find this forgiveness or these ways of looking at things to justify their behavior, it's like I the one thing I'm actually very good at is not reading into someone's potential. 
Potential is horrendous. Nothing is more common than potential. I always say, you know, the worst he treats you now is the best he will treat you when you're married. That's horseshit. That's not necessarily the case because if he's treating you bad right now, then he's if he if he's not ready to be married right now, then why? We're are not you ready to be married. I mean, you, why are you even? Thinking oh about my god, Ali, you're, you just totally missed the point. The fact is, like, he's not. If he's treating you like this now, it's not getting any better. Oh God, no. Uh, yeah, so it's like the worst he's treating you now. That's the best it's going to be when you're married. It's not getting. It, he's well, it not. Get it won't get better. Uh, thank you. It won't stop. He missed the point. Sorry. Um, Apologies. And that's what I like. That's what I think of. Like I think, okay, this is how he's treating me now. Imagine I'm married to this. This is the best it's going to be. And he's comfortable. And he's like, I'm like, I would, I would actually rather not waste the youngest, hottest years of my life on this mediocre, medium ugly man. Then why'd you get there in the first place? I actually don't commit to that kind of stuff. Well, because because so, I have commitment issues and it's serving me for the best. Well, I mean, it's it's yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Well, we'll leave it at that. Sorry. Okay, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I mean, us. Sorry, I'm bad at. So I have commitment issues so on good. this Tuesday evening. If you know, you know. My computer is broke. Say a prayer. Thank you. So we apologize for the brutal editing. It is a. It's been a pregame for Manic Wednesday, and there's no other way I would rather do it. But you know the drill. Please slide into my DMs. Please send this podcast to anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast. God, I don't know who that would be. Okay, obviously everyone. Like, literally everyone you know. Like, your parents, your grandparents, like, your uncle who just got divorced. Like, everyone. Uh, Rate it five stars. You know, all that good shit. Whatever you got to do. Slide into my DMs. Send me a five-page review of it so we can do another episode premised on that review where we just go on a million tangents. You know the drill. See, like we we get few enough reviews that we can actually respond to them. So go for it. Um, also, I'd like to thank Mackenzie and I'd like to thank T- Taste of Blonde for having me on for a second time, considering the first time I was wasted and it was endless rambles. I have so, intimacy uh, issues enough with this. I mean, it's been it's been a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. This uh, got me out of bed, got me something to do with my three days off. So that's good. Yeah, words of affirmation are not my love language. So you know, just build me a deck or something, and we can call it even. I have a deck of TTC passes. You can take a look at. We can work them. <laughs> the TTC is fucking scary these days. Anyway, you guys know the drill. If like we don't stop now, we never will. So XOXO Gossip Girl, please don't forget to do everything that I told you to do. Five stars, love Mackenzie, love us. Love you. Cheers. Happy Manic Wednesday. Bye. Take care.